Chapter 21, Now and Then. Luke 16, verse 9. I tell you, use worldly wealth to gain friends for yourselves, so that when it is gone, you will be welcomed into eternal dwellings. Why was Jesus so poor? Surely he didn't have to be. Jesus was and is almighty God. So he could have provided for himself in any way he wanted when he came into our world. He could have insisted on his rights as the king of everything. He could have lived in a luxurious gated palace surrounded by marble, gold, silk, and only the finest of culture, art, music, food, and wine without ever experiencing even a moment of want. He could have surrounded himself with every good thing and provided for himself every advantage. In Psalm 50, God said to his people, If I were hungry, I would not tell you, for the world is mine and all that is in it. Jesus could have made for himself any kind of life he chose, which means that he chose to live in abject poverty on purpose. He chose to enter this world with nothing and gave himself absolutely no advantage. He chose homelessness. He willingly endured discomfort, obscurity, and hunger. He chose to be neglected and looked down on by the upper crust. He chose to become one of the nameless, voiceless, powerless poor and surely experienced all the psychological effects of such a life. Why on earth would anyone do that? Why would someone choose poverty? Now, obviously, I don't know the full answer for why Jesus chose to be poor when he didn't have to be. But I do have some guesses. For one thing, he became a human being and lived a life as one of us in order to identify with us. I mean, God knows everything, but until Jesus lived as a man, he had not experienced everything he knew. Thousands of years ago, the broken man Job railed against God saying, do you have eyes of flesh? Do you see as a man sees? Well, when Jesus walked in this world, God answered Job's question. Jesus came here to find out what it feels like to be one of us. And most of the people who have ever lived in this world have been extremely poor. In fact, most of the people living today have next to nothing, and they have no prospects for a brighter tomorrow. If Jesus wanted to taste humanity firsthand, he would need to understand want, need, and hunger. Now that Jesus has tasted poverty, he can truly say that he knows how they feel. Not only that, but Jesus' poverty lines up perfectly with all the things he had to say about the upside-down priorities of the kingdom of God. In his kingdom, normal values are flipped on their head as we find out that weakness is strength. The last will be first, and the poor are blessed. The servant of all is the greatest. The meek will run the earth. If you try to protect or promote your own life, you'll lose the whole thing. The traitors and prostitutes are populating paradise, while the religious experts are on the outside, clueless. A widow with only pennies 
is giving the most of all. And heaven is made up of babies and loving money is the root of all evil. Basically, Jesus turned everything around and devalued all the things that we naturally think really matter. In Luke chapter 16, Jesus told a story about a rich man who loaned lots of people money and the manager who worked for him. This manager of the rich man's various accounts was apparently losing or wasting a lot of money. So when the rich man found out about his negligent manager, he decided to fire him. Before getting fired, however, the manager came up with this brilliant plan to get his boss off his back and to make all the people who owed the boss money love him. That way, after getting sacked, he would have people to take care of him since, you know, he didn't want to get a hardworking job and he didn't want to just beg for money for the rest of his life. The idea was this. The manager would go around to all the people who owed his boss money, and he would collect their debts without asking for the outrageous markups for interest. Now, for some people, this modified price cut their debt in half. That way, the manager gave his boss all the money he was legally allowed to collect because, you know, for these people, charging interest was illegal. Not only that, he closed all the accounts and made all the debtors love him because he was the hero who saved them all tons of money. At the end of this story, Jesus said, I tell you, use worldly wealth to gain friends for yourselves so that when it's gone, you will be welcomed into eternal dwellings. In other words, your life right now is not just about enjoying the present moment as much as possible. People are always trying to get everything they could possibly want so that they can kick back and say, ah, this is perfect. The problem is, it's not perfect. It's not even close. This life is difficult, unpredictable, and by the way, it'll be over very soon. The present moment is an opportunity to impact eternity. You can actually live your life in such a way that it makes your eternity more filled with love and gladness. You can make paradise more perfect. I know that sounds weird, but I think that's what Jesus is saying here. You can lay down your life and your resources in such a way that more people will come to know him. And then when you get to heaven, they'll know that you are part of the reason they are there. You see, the point of life is to lay it down for someone else. That's how you make your life really mean something. And it's the only way to be deeply satisfied in this life and the next. In other words, the point of now is all about then, which really turns around and makes now worth living. We know this is true because it's the way Jesus lived and died. He laid aside heaven for our broken world. He emptied himself of all he deserved as our maker. He gave the blood of God to give us an inheritance that will never perish, spoil, or fade. He gave himself up to death in order that we might live forever. He used his precious life to gain friends for himself who will welcome him into eternal dwellings. And one day, countless voices and hearts will sing the welcome song to the one who gave all. 
You are worthy to take the scroll and to open its seals because you were slain. And with your blood, you purchased for God persons from every tribe and language and people and nation. Worthy is the lamb who was slain to receive power and wealth and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and praise. For more on this, get to a quiet place and read that little story in Luke 16, 1 through 9, and then Revelation 5, 6 through 12. What does it mean to you today that Jesus gave everything for you? Think about a time that that you gave time or service or money so that someone else could know the Lord or grow closer to Him. How would you describe the way it felt to know that someone knew the Lord better because of what you did? Tell them all about it.